ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, September 24th. My name, as always, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres Podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, as you guys know, J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, hit me up on there with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best uh, to answer them here on the show. Today's show, though, uh, you know, first of all, want to apologize. I uh, did not do an episode yesterday for, for a variety of reasons, actually. Number one, uh, the game was at four, so I just didn't. I usually get a chance to record around then, so I just did. I had to watch the game and whatnot. Um, I also had a lot of work to do yesterday, and also yesterday was just kind of. Yes, the Padres. There's obviously some bad news that we'll be talking about that a lot today, but just not a great day, I think, for the country. Um, I guess I'll just kind of get this and uh, off my chest now, just like uh. It's hard to say I'm disappointed these days in really anything. I'd say that, you know, I probably experienced what the world is really like in terms of how people view people like me, especially how they view black people. Um, I started learning about that when I was in around the second or third grade. I knew that there's still a lot of racism out there. I experienced it personally for the first time in like the second grade. Um and it's it's just a reminder that we have so much farther to go. Um, I'm trying to just like contain my my anger as I say all this stuff right now. Um, if you guys can't tell, and it's just frustrating to see people not valuing life uh, and people coming up with different reasons to not value said life. In this case of a you know of a black woman. Um, and just in general things going on in the country where we're just treating it like it's normal that a president won't confirm whether or not he will, if he loses the election, if he loses the election, whether or not there will be a peaceful transition. You know, that part has been, uh, seeds have been planted for that for months, I guess you could say, but, um, I don't know. I just, I just want to say that. I just want to say everybody, please, I don't know. I'm not even like trying to be angry at people now I'm just trying to say just try just just try people just minorities people of color we just want to live man you know we just want to live and it's it's a shame that a lot of people seem to be so hell-bent on making sure that isn't the case and or ignoring and coming up for reasons to excuse the behavior for why this all this takes place it's always the same thing anyway to end with that uh, sad note, though, let's keep with some sad news. Let's talk about the Padres, guys, <laughs> because yesterday and the day before, got this two-game set that kind of uh, went down, and it was not great. Um, let's let's start off with the first game, and then I'm, I'm going to talk about the Clevenger thing a little bit later, just some some other side notes, but just going to do my good old game recaps, which I feel like I haven't done in a while. Um, game one, I just want to throw it out there, just before we get into just the fact that the Padres lost, watching Albert Hoop Pujols play these days is beyond depressing I mean this is a guy who is a future hall of famer no doubt uh I don't think anyone would debate that and now this is a guy who is batting 229 with a 279 on base he's basically been below 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 average for four-ish years now 
basically dating back to 2017. Uh, the year before that, 268, 323 on base, like wasn't terrible and did have 31 homers. And then the year before that, did ha- manage to hit 40 home runs. Even if it was flawed, it was kind of fun. Nowadays, it's just like, what are we even watching anymore? This is so depressing. <laughs> and at this point, he's basically just playing to pad the home run stat as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? And I know I know he's been as bad as some other players on the Angels team, but still, it's just depressing to see how far he's... He's fallen, I guess, uh, Albert Pujols. Um, But uh, I think the biggest story with this game was uh, two things, I would say, actually. Um, First of all, just there was two two grand salami uh, opportunities that the Padres had, but they had no dice, including one of them, which was a double play from um, Machado, I'm pretty sure. That's his ninth of the year. it's still his only fault as a player is that he does tend to ground into a, double, a lot of double plays as he led the league last year. And this year, I'm pretty sure he's still up there and double plays grounded into. It happens when you're a power hitter like him and with the swing that he has, you'll get him some down uh, double plays. But I'm not going to complain too much about him. Max Stassi, who is just... Of course, he's the one to kill us, and while you might be frustrated by that, he has actually been pretty decent for them this year. Basically, an out-of-nowhere solid season from him. Uh, slash line of 293, 371, 562, seven homers after he hit two against us the other day. Uh, just out of nowhere, he never even hit really above like 250, and he never even really... This is like the most games he's played in a season with the exception of last year. So that guy just having a, a solid season kind of out of nowhere to a degree. Um, and the bigger thing, like I said, it's just the Padres bats not coming up. Um, Griffin Canning, um, I think that's how you say his last name. He goes six innings, uh, only gives up two hits and a run, five walks and 10 strikeouts. Uh, he just had our number. Uh, I don't really know much about the guy. I feel like the Angels aren't known for their pitching, but certainly it was able to come up clutch in this situation. Um, and that, that was bad. But, you know, the bigger thing was Zach Davies goes six innings, gives up seven hits, three runs, three walks, and five Ks. Yes, that looks bad because Stassi, for some reason, just uh, had his number. So it maybe it looks a lot worse than it was. But, you know, I was talking about previously where I was like, hey, one of my fears and one of the things I'd be paying attention to is, is this a guy who, when you face him for the second time or third time, that you start to figure out his gimmick, you start to figure out that sinker, start to figure out kind of his his go-to uh, low and inside and low and away kind of pitching, and if maybe you figure him out. I'm not going to go off just this one game necessarily, but it definitely, if I wanted to, I could. If I wanted to, I could be like, oh yeah, I was right, guys. See, this is why I was worried. I'm not going to do that. Still, uh, you know. Looking forward to seeing Zach Davies pitch in the postseason. He has been really great for us this season. Um, and I might actually write for write about him for Friars on Base, actually, later this week. I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about it. I'll let y'all know. I'll let y'all know if I do. Just a, just kind of a little mini thing about his season, right? Uh, Stammen, of course, gives up a run, goes two-thirds innings. He manages to give up a run. I am we're, we're, I feel like we're too mean to Craig Stammen. I know he's bad, but I think we're really mean to Craig Stammen. <laughs> Um, Austin Adams for us makes his debut. He's one of the guys that we got in the trade with the Mariners, I believe, uh, for Nola, just a bunch of like random relievers that we got, uh, you know, goes in anything, whatever looks fine. I can't give much of a sample size. It was like his debut. So I'm not going to get too much into that. And then lastly, just, it was sad because I was watching and every time the Padres get a single runner on base, you're always convinced that they're going to come back. Uh, Myers gets a hit in the bottom of the ninth, but then Nola, the aforementioned Nola, manages to ground into a double play, and then Cronenworth strikes out something. Cronenworth, by the way, been a little bit quiet, I'd say, for the past like week and a half or so, uh, around that much. He's been a little bit quiet, which is to be expected. I mean, he was hitting, he was getting like two hits almost every day. He was kind of on that Tatis level of just uh, total bases and being able to just get you know base hits every single day. Um, but yeah, wasn't a great game, and 
would have liked to see them winning, especially against the Angels. But, uh, you know, I guess you could say it was just one of those off days. You know, you have an off day every now and then you go through a cold spot and whatnot. Happens at everything, including jobs and stuff. And speaking of jobs, everybody, you like that transition? I need to talk to you guys for a second about Indeed. You know, no matter what's going on in the world right now, you got to kind of, you know, the, the employers, it's, it's, you got to keep moving. You got to get, you know, the best service that you need to fire and find good employees and whatnot. Well, guess what? Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people real, real fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. That last part, I think, is especially cool, right? Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsor jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire, with 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month. Indeed is going to give you the important hire you need, just like they have for over, count it, 3 million businesses. You know, that's a pretty impressive number, guys. Well, check out this number. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it real, real fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available Anywhere. That's right. Just for you guys. Just for you fry faith homies out there. Uh, go right now to indeed.com slash lockdown MLB to check out check that out. Uh, terms and conditions apply. Offer is valid through September 30th. And vroom vroom, everybody. I'm not even gonna do the car noise. I just want to get right through this. Uh rockguy.com, gotta talk about them for a second because they are one of the premieres. Actually, get it. Forget forget one of they are the premier you know, car shopping site. And you know why? Because first and foremost, everybody, they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. You can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications and prices that you prefer best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliable though and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts is that it doesn't make any sense i mean does it does it make sense guys no it doesn't make any sense so go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and now let's keep going on with the bad news everybody you know what i mean let's just i i I feel like me reading those ads was the most upbeat that i'll be on this podcast today you know what i mean so let's talk about yesterday's game one good thing that i think uh, a lot of people were probably excited to see, uh, myself included, and I talked about this a little bit recently, uh, and I know I tweeted about it the other day, uh, Tatis got his first day off. And this is one of those things that I think we it was necessary. I think it was actually way, way, way overdue. Basically, I think it's like the past like week and a half, he's just been really bad. I mean, I think he's around the 200 level in terms of batting average, almost below that Mendoza line. He just has not been good. And I think it's a question because I just think that guy has been going 100% since day one. And if you take into account just just things around the league, just just maybe mental exhaustion and just the having to deal with COVID protocols and stuff like that. Like it's it's really hard for you to be going 100% all the time. So it was good to see uh, Jace Tigler finally giving him a day off. Got to save him, especially since it's not like they're really vying for a higher playoff spot at this point, especially after these, uh, you know, these losses lately. They're not vying for like first place in the NOS. So, you know, really wasn't any reason to not give him the day off. And also, Cronenworth was batting second, which was interesting. 
I'm not one of those people who thinks that he should be batting leadoff. Um, I've seen some people say that. I've heard some people say that, but I still think that I love Grisham leading off. As Of course, you know, righty-lefty splits. It depends on that, right? But I still like Grisham. I think he sees pitches really well, and I think that he's a good on-base guy. But I also don't mind Cronenworth going second. It's possible. Maybe they do a little Grisham and then Cronenworth, depending on the day. Maybe that's the lineup. That would make sense to me. I wouldn't mind that. Um, Grisham's got a little bit more pop in his bat than I think uh, Cronenworth does, so maybe he, it actually might be better if he bats second. We'll see. But uh, either way, I still like seeing uh, Jace Singler kind of experiment with the lineup more. And, you know, here, here I am. Excited to watch Sunshine. Sunshine, Sunshine, who shows off his variety of uh, strikeouts, I guess you could say, in this first inning, uh, getting somebody at a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. I think it was 95 or 94, one of the two. Uh, and then throws a curveball to get uh, another strikeout, which was great. And then, really, this is the only story that matters, right? It, it's, it sucks. Because after, it's funny, because after that great first, you know, one, two, three inning, the, gra- the strikeout, granite strikeout, uh... The Padres get a two-run homer. It ends up being their only uh, run scored of the game, which is really unfortunate, off of Hosmer, which is just really great. Ah, oh, man, Eric Hosmer, I love you so much. I, I love how much you just spit in my face after doing that roast of Eric Hosmer pot over what feels like over the summer, I think. Was it over the summer? I don't even remember when I did that. That's how long ago it feels. Over the, like, what was it, July that I did that? I don't even remember. I don't even remember when I did it. It's been so long ago. Um, but then, of course, the bad news starts. Uh, Adrian Morone comes in, who had been great, Basically up until then, going like two or three innings, basically every outing, giving up like a run, but still that's not bad, good K rate, uh, had been really solid uh, as one of those guys that we like to bring out when we don't have like a stone cold uh, set starter, he's been pretty good, um, but he gives up a two run homer to Otani, which I admit, alright, fine, I have to admit guys, I like Otani, I mean how can you not like Otani, that one didn't sting as much, and then Justin Upton, ends up getting a homer. Then Anthony Bamboom gets a so two solo shots following the Otai shot, but just I just want to give a shout out. Let me give you some advance, 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 cold, 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 hard stats here, everybody. Ever since my tweet on September 3rd, and just for everybody to remember what the tweet was, it was from the Lockdown Pirates account. I said, what on earth was up to doing there? I mean, I'll take it, but LOL, not to be mean or anything, but that dude is kind of super washed. Hashtag Padres. I tweeted that after he just didn't dive. I forgot who made, I think it was... I think it was Manny, actually, who had, like, a bloop single, and Upton easily could have ran it and grabbed that, but he just didn't, so he was terrible there, and I call him watch. So, when, before that tweet, everybody, I want to throw it out there, Justin Upton's slash line was 143, 223, 298, not even, like, below average, that's, like, out of the league type of numbers, and then ever since that tweet, on September 3rd, here's his slash line. 304, 400, 589 with four homers, four doubles. And I mean, not even his BABIP is too high in that. I mean, come on. Everything that I tweet and talk about just seems to bite me in the butt, except for stuff that I said preseason. Everything preseason is safe. Everything that I predicted there was kind of safe. But every since like we, we got into the season, every time I complain about a guy, whether it be Profar or even Machado or... Emilio Pagan actually had a moment for a second where he was going pretty good until he gave up that uh, the game-time home run the, uh, the other day. You know, just, just throw that out there. God damn. Good job by me, everybody. Good job by me. Reverse jixing. And granted, it's not like he's in our division, so it's like it was kind of a harmless uh, tweet in a way. I wasn't expected to get that to bite me in the butt later. But yeah, good job by me. And then just other notes, uh, extremely odd challenge decision in the bottom of the eighth uh, off of a Cronenworth hit. Um, I just, it didn't look like it was at all fair. I don't know why. Please don't do that in postseason, Jay Stigler. Uh, please, just please do not challenge plays like that. It was very silly. And then uh, to end the game, 
I want to talk about this for a second. Uh, Mike Trout just makes a diving catch because of course he does. But you might be thinking, actually, it's not even true. It isn't an of course he does play, right? Because Mike Trout, his defense this year, actually not very good. I'm going to link, actually, in the description, guys, a piece by my old buddy uh, Daniel Epstein. But just to throw it out there, his defense his defensive numbers, one of the reasons his like war, if everybody pays attention to that, hasn't been so good this year is almost entirely his, his defense. It's been really bad. Defensive runs saved, ultimate zone rating, fielding runs above average, basically all those in the negative. He has not been good and he's been dropping some like routine uh, plays. I'm going to link that in the description, but like that he literally, <laughs> he posted that article like two days ago, <laughs> which is before this game. And that's what's so funny that he basically makes this diving catch to uh, win the game. And there's some laughs there. I could tell. I think he knows that he hasn't been so great defensively this year this small sample size admittedly um but just want to throw that out there of course against us that ends up happening um just a sad game because it was also kind of getting a rally going you know so it was a just a sad game at all levels sad day at all levels um but the biggest thing that happened obviously is clevenger sprained his elbow and i wanted to wait another reason i didn't do a podcast immediately yesterday was because i wanted to wait and see about the news at first because at first when I saw Clevenger was out of the game I was like oh this was probably scheduled right maybe maybe I'm forgetting something maybe it was some team won a game and that mathematically made it that the Padres you know did had nothing to gain and they just want to throw out Clevenger anyway to keep him loose or whatever so at first I'm not worried and then I hear that it's an injury right and to sprain elbow and reports kind of came out today to officially kind of confirm that he hasn't like I said he has that elbow sprain and um, the Padres aren't very uh, sure whether or not he's going to pitch in the postseason at all, uh, which is bad. You know, the MRI revealed that, and I just want to say, man, like, I don't really know what, what to say about this. This is obviously devastating. I have seen, and maybe I'm just part of too many Padres groups on, like, Facebook or whatever, and I just follow too many people on Twitter, but I did see some people being, like, you know, getting ready to sue the Indians and uh, screw this, screw you Cleveland and all this stuff, and it's like, well, I actually don't think that's fair because he had started three games for us, so I don't want the whole damaged goods narrative to start building where, like, Cleveland kind of knew that he might have something wrong with his elbow. I don't want to hear stuff like that. Uh, that's just bananas, right? He'd be gone three three separate starts for us guys so come on um that was like a mickey ward body blow losing uh mike clevenger potentially for the rest of the season and this is a guy that Preller traded for this is a guy that he traded for expecting we got our ace um obviously until the the legend the soon-to-be legend i imagine mackenzie gore gets pulled uh pulled up this guy was supposed to be our ace and now you know this is bad because as someone who's complained about Chris Paddock a lot, and I know he had a good uh, first start off of his um, after being uh, missing his previous start with an injury, I think to his ankle, uh, and I know I've been really critical of, of Paddock, and to see that now, yeah, it looks like it's probably going to be the rotation, the the three main people that are going to go for the Padres now are probably going to be Denelson Lament, obviously, Zach Davies, and then Chris Paddock. So instead of it being a lot more... I feel like feeling a lot more confident about that. It looks like Paddock is probably going to... It's a next man up situation. I'm trying to be optimistic about it. I'm trying to say, hey, you know what? It's okay. We have the pitching depth. We've got the bullpen depth. We can make up for it. The Padres are not dead in the water, but it does feel like when you get up against some teams, if we do advance, of course knock on wood, um, if we do advance and play some of those elite teams like the Braves, like the Dodgers, you know, teams like that, if we end up playing those teams... Especially, especially the Dodgers, it stinks that we're not going to have 
you know, hey, you got your aces? Well, guess what? We got ours. We're not afraid of you. It's This is such a, a killer blow, especially since um, Clevenger had not faced someone like the Dodgers. So I was really excited to be able to be like, hey, that's one advantage is that they haven't really seen him before. They haven't, at least they haven't, you know, gone against him before. That could have been an advantage for us in a Dodgers series. I mean, I'm getting too ahead of myself, but it was really, this is just such a bummer. And this is an example of just how awful yesterday was, and I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, honestly, that this is just a thing that the Padres can kind of uh, move move past a little bit. Hopefully he's not seriously injured for the, like, uh, his, like this isn't some, like, you know, surgery thing that's required. I don't know, but hopefully it's not something that he's going to need, like, some crazy surgery on that could put his future uh, playing time in issue. Uh, but, yeah. This is this is devastating news. If we get him back, if we even last that long, because Lord knows, yesterday the other day's episode, I was talking about how it's just a gauntlet in the first round that anybody could lose in these uh this first round of the playoffs. Um, you know, I I just don't know what to say. Um, this is a, a killer for the the Padres. I'm not saying it kills them completely because thankfully, like I said, we do have uh, Lamette, but you know Davies, who is a guy that. I'm, it's not that I'm worried about him. I shouldn't say I shouldn't have said it earlier when I said I was worried. I should say it's not inconceivable. It's not as inconceivable as if Lamette had a bad start, right? It's it's very I can foresee teams being like, all right, we get it. You throw this low sinker every time, and you throw 87 on all this, and blah blah blah. You love locating that pitch there. We got you. You know what I mean? I could see that happening in a playoff game. Hopefully it doesn't, and this is weird because, you know, Richards, who basically, has anyone asked? I don't know if anyone's really talked, Not I think people have been talking about it. I feel like no one's asked Chase Tigler, like, hey, what's going on with Garrett Richards? He just isn't starting anymore, and they put him in for, like, an inning. I guess they're just moving him to the bullpen? Like, I guess that's what they're doing, so... I hope that, because it's weird, and it's weird because even when that guy was healthy, he was going, like, 60 pitches. I was like, what's going on? You know, why is this guy being treated with kitty gloves? This is weird. I don't agree with that at all. Like, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt, but it's not like he's immediately coming off the surgery. You know what I mean? At some point, it's got to be like, all right, the veteran has to pitch at some point. You got to send him in. So all in all, I'm really worried about the Padres' kind of uh, rotation if they do make a, a playoff push. Obviously, next man up. We're going to have to see if Paddock, maybe that cutter that he was showing the other day, maybe that can be his pitch that he's been, he saved it for the right time. He's been playing possum. It wasn't the curveball he was working on. It was actually the cutter. Now I'm just conspiracy theorizing or whatnot. Um, but that's really all my thoughts on that, guys. This is devastating. And for it to happen right before the postseason is extremely Padres. And, you know, I feel like I mentioned, I don't know when I mentioned this the other day, but like the Yankees had like teams that fall apart right before the playoff start. It's a very much a thing about momentum, and this is a momentum crusher. Maybe we can get back on track and look a little bit better against the Giants. But otherwise, guys, this is this is just awful. And, you know, it was it was quite literally the only thing. I would I would argue it is one of the only things that we absolutely did not need to happen, which was just this big major injury like this. But really, guys, those are all my thoughts. Today, I'd even bother saying that it was going to be a short episode because I do. I would end up talking much more than I thought I would. Um, that's really all I have to say. Two things before we head out. I'm going to link a bunch of stuff, but uh, wanted to see everybody. Uh, Manny Machado's kind of had lit himself a little bit weak. There's a really great piece uh, by Dennis Lynn in The Athletic about his season and how great he's been and all that, so I recommend checking that out. He was also on the R2C2 podcast of The Ringer with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco. I was just about to listen to that, but I was listening, finishing listening to some other stuff. I uh, recommend everyone checking that out. And I'll link the Epstein piece below. I'll, I'll link everything. Um, and I also think I'm going to link to uh, what I alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, which is some some places you can donate to 
um, when it comes to Breonna Taylor's uh, family and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to link that in the description because yesterday what happened was appalling. And I would rather not, uh, you know, continue talking about it too much because I'm triggering myself just talking about it and how upset I am. So we are just going to end it with that and say... That is it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, guys. The only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever. Go send some nice reviews my way on iTunes. That would be super appreciated. Uh, really want to get that five-star rating and that rating up. That would be great. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.